This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of Signals from the Frontline. You have a Wednesday video cast live on Twitch uh, where we talk about all kinds of gaming stuff. And of course, as always, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. And uh, bear with us, we might be a little scattered on this one, but uh, uh, very special uh, day because I'm your host, Reese, and with me is not the banana this, uh, this week. We managed to uh, go and find the OG, Mr. Frank, Frankie Giampapa, the world's greatest himself, to come in uh, and talk on this episode a little bit about, uh, about our dear friend Jeff uh, in Control Robinson, who, as you all know by now, uh, passed away this past weekend suddenly. So I uh, hope everyone's uh, hanging in there and doing okay. Um, we're going to kind of roll through the, the motions, do the normal stuff, and then we're going to talk about uh, Jeff at the end of the show. But uh, Frankie, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. You know, it's uh, I wish it was under better circumstances, but it's it's great to have you on the show again. Yeah, it's good to be back. So let's jump in and uh, do the normal stuff. Uh, this past weekend at the uh, H.S. Sigmar Open Day at the Warhammer World, GW had a ton of new releases and cool stuff, previews. It looked like everyone had a great time. And the new release this week, or the new model that they showed off was a new Ogor uh, Tyrant. And it's a pretty, pretty amazing bottle. He looks like a tyrant, Reese. He if, does. If I was to model up a tyrant, it would look exactly like this. With his, uh, what do we call it? The battle cummerbund? Uh, battle uh, stomach plate. It's called a gut shield, bro. <laughs> Protects your gut. Yeah, well. Especially if you have a big one. Ogors uh, like to eat other people and things. Yeah. So they got to protect their gut. <laughs> you know, their god, the great maw, it's all about eating. So it makes sense that you put your armor on your belly. That makes sense, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we also got an announcement of uh, two new battle tomes coming out, which is uh, very exciting. Um, the first one, if you want to scroll down just a little bit, thanks, is the Cities of Sigmar. Um, really exciting for me, especially I, I play Free People in Age of Sigmar. Uh, it was interesting that the way they talked about it, it's got kind of everything. It's yeah. a little weird. It's got dwarves, uh, wood elves, Free People, um, and they're all putting them into one big battle tome. So that's exciting. Uh, if you play any of these kind of, I guess you would call them legacy armies, uh, you're going to get a place in the Age of Sigmar universe. Uh, they did say that they're going to have to cut some models, which is a bummer, of course, but uh, it's still probably going to be the biggest battle tome for Age of Sigmar yet because it's just got so much stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it fits the fluff, right? Because the Sigmar cities were always a combination of like all the different factions. So um, it just... It, it also makes it a lot simpler rather than having a new battle tome for each one just combine them all into one release it and get new uh, rules for all the cool models out there so. yeah and there'll be all kinds of like relics and and new spells and warlord traits and uh, or command abilities and all kinds of fun stuff so if you play these armies get stoked and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of what we saw in firestorm which was a campaign that came out last year and talked about some of the cities where uh, it is like a mix of all these these different people living yeah. together, and they each have a theme, uh, depending on what realm or they're all in, in Sigmar's realm. But they all kind of have a 
a theme to the city. So uh, they were talking about the almost endless ways you can build a themed army for uh, Age of Sigmar with any of these factions. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the other one is the Orc War Clans. This is going to be combining the um, uh, Savage Orcs, the Bone Splitters, and uh, I'm totally drawing a blank. Iron the Jaws. Iron Jaws. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's neat to get the kind of the, these factions put into one book so that they're not all these little tiny little mini armies, which was kind of annoying. Yeah, it, it makes a lot more sense, especially with the way that they introduced allies in New Age of Sigmar. It made it really hard to make an army with like the Iron Jaws and stuff like that because they didn't have a lot of models. So yeah, yeah, you had a ton of troops, but that was about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's cool too because Iron Jaws been struggling. They needed an update, and the Bone Splitters are going to complement them well because they're a horde army and, and the iron jaws are not. So I think that they're going to go well. Plus then the iron jaws finally have something that can shoot Yeah. Uh, because they didn't. <laughs> no. So that, that I think is going to be really fun for orc players, uh, orc players. Yeah. Or ruck. Sure. Or ruck. Excuse me. TM. Excuse me. Uh, this week's new pre-order, very popular, highly anticipated war cry. It's a skirmish game set in the age of Sigmar universe. Uh, it sold really well. So it bodes well for the game if you're interested in it. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of people to play. And if you want to pick that up from Frontline Gaming, of course, as always, you can at a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States. And you can jump into our web cart and pick one up if you're interested in giving Warcry a try. I know a lot of people are very curious about the game. Yeah. So. It okay. looks cool. They, they released cool. new terrain with it, which looks Gorgeous. awesome. Yeah. So. yeah, I know Scott, our Age of Sigmar TO in our community, uh, he's really pumped just for the terrain. Yeah. So that's exciting, and I can't wait to see what they do with the game because there's all kinds of fun stuff coming out for oh, it. Oh, for sure. So definitely have to give that a shot uh, once we get our preview copy. It's just a little late, but um, we'll be taking a look at that once we have our hands on it. Yeah. A ton of ITC events coming up this weekend, and as always, if you like the ITC, if you think it's been a benefit to your gaming experience, your gaming community, Consider supporting it through the Patreon. You can do so for as little as $1 a month. Of course, you do not have to. It's totally optional. But the ITC over the years has become very expensive to run. And the, the money from the Patreon goes to keeping it healthy and growing and making it so it's not a financial burden on our company, which it had definitely become. So yeah. consider supporting it. And to those of you who do, a very sincere thank you. Definitely. Uh, there's a million events coming up this weekend, per usual, uh, all over the world. We have a, a, quite a few GTs and majors this coming week weekend. We have the GK op Open, the UNO. <laughs> it's a game castle, Mountain View. It's a great name. Uh, the 40K Veterans in Cape Town, South Africa. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's at the Battle Bunker, Tiger Valley, which is the coolest name for a store I have ever heard. Do you think there's tigers? I would nearby? be sorely disappointed if there was not. I want to live in Tiger Valley. That sounds like a badass place no. to live. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, right? Not if there's actual tigers. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, there's Gork's Grand Bash in Halifax, Nova Scotia in Canada. Out of the Basement presents the Summer Showdown in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And uh, Major from our, our good friends over at the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted Slaughterfest 2019. Um, that's in Temecula, California. It's going to be a great event. Yeah. And we wish all the success to the guys there, not sure if we're going to be able to make it, unfortunately, uh, due to recent events. But um, if, if we can, uh, it's going to be a blast. If not, I uh, hope everybody has a great time. Yeah. Uh, and good luck to Ray in the chat. Uh, he's the head, one of the head organizers. So I'm sure it's going to be a great event. And then we have a, another GT, which is crazy. 
the Out of the Basement presents, or I'm sorry, the BWG Summer Slaughter 140K GT in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Um, a lot of slaughter themed events. There's a lot of slaughter going on in I, summer, all right? I guess it's appropriate. It makes sense. Uh, we also have quite a few Age of Sigmar events coming up this weekend in the ITC circuit, including two GTs, uh, the BWG Summer Slaughter Age of Sigmar Grand Tournament in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania at the, at the same event and the Forge of Souls GT 2019 in Spokane Valley, Washington. Uh, get out there, support your local community, and get those ITC points. Heck yeah. Taking a look at the current, uh, we're going to go top six, and you'll see why. Uh, Jim Vessel continues to lead the pack this week with a very, very considerable lead, 1,140 points. Jeez. <laughs> T yeah, I know. He just keeps piling them on. Uh, TJ Lanigan is uh, making his run this year, too, and he's chasing Jim hard. And he's looking good in second place. Manny Chima from the UK in third. Richard Siegler, uh, the Tau, the, what are you, the Tau Enforcer. Drone Master is actually what we should call him. Yeah. Because his list is all drones. It's like a million drones. And uh, Richard's been having a great season. He's in fourth place. And Chris Blackham in fifth. And our very own in control, having uh, the best run of his career uh, in sixth place there. Yeah. So that was a... Uh, quite an accomplishment and I know he was very proud of it and we're also going to take a look at the top teams this week um, obviously for obvious reasons uh, Beast Coast the uh, the Yankees of the ITC <laughs> that's for sure are in first place uh, yet again looking to get their uninterrupted streak of best team in the ITC for every single year yeah uh, team Battle Brothers which that's uh, if I, I'm drawing a blank but I'm, no, I'm, I'm getting them confused but team Battle Brothers in second place with a really strong uh, collection of scores, only 21 points behind Beast Coast. Yep. Can Hammer in third, uh, Bro Hammer in fourth, a team out of uh, Florida. They've been kicking butt this year. And our very own Team Zero Comp uh, under the, the captainship of, uh, of In Control. Uh, we were having our best season ever. Yeah. So we, we're looking good Hanging in fifth place. <laughs> hey, you know what? Fifth, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of fifth. I'm proud of five. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, current Hobby Track top five, Jim Vessel has continued to lead the pack as the first person ever to be a, a, a great general vote. and a, a considerably talented artist. Yeah. So he's quite a renaissance person. Paul Winters in second, last year's champion, Lou Rollins in third, Andrew Ford in fourth, and Jason Bird in fifth. Our current Age of Sigmar top five, the Jersey Kid, Matt Pashby, is in first place. And pretty soon here uh, on Frontline Gaming, you'll be able to listen to a podcast that uh, Matthew, Matt is on, the Wide World of Wargaming Age of Sigmar podcast. So we're really excited about that. Uh, Paul Jazerski in second. Dutch Adams drops down into third. Jeremy Vessier in fourth. Alex Gonzalez in fifth. And they are also on the same podcast with Matt. Yeah. So tune in for that. You'll get some obviously expert Age of Sigmar advice. So we're excited about that. Uh, Age of Sigmar Hobby Track Top 5. R Ricky Fisher is in first place. Philip Verdusco in second. Natasha Thomas in third. Rich Waters in fourth. And Matt Beasley in fifth. Shadespire Current Top 5. Tony Field continues to lead the pack, followed by Ivan Cho. Jonathan Colson moves into third place, dropping Philip Santamaria down into fourth. Kevin Cruz moves in to fifth. Well done. Kill Team current top five. We got uh, the one and only Michael T. Holy sitting, uh, sitting pretty in first place, followed by Ryan Hebb in second. Georgie Garnett hangs on to third. 
Alex Grinton in fourth, and Frank Dalicus in fifth. Well done, guys. Uh, we recently completed a very, very nice looking Imperial Fist commission through the FLG Paint Studio, which is our paint service. Uh, some really beautiful models here and all tricked out with custom shoulder pads and all kinds of fun stuff, custom uh, shields on the Terminators from Forge World, and they just look really, really sharp. Yeah. Uh, Imperial Fist armies, when they're painted well, are always some of the most striking armies that you'll see on the tabletop. Definitely. And like you, it's one of those colors, the yellow, that if you put battle damage on it, it looks so much better than yeah. if it's like clean. So I'm glad that the client asked for battle damage on the models. Yes. It looks amazing. It really does. It looks super sharp. Yeah. And uh, a kudos to the team for doing such a good job of um, getting that commission out there and done. Yeah. So if you're looking to get some work done, we're always taking new business. And if you're an aspiring commission painter and you want to make um, some extra money, if you want to go full time, we're always taking applications for new painters. Uh, we have people that have been with us for eight years. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a really cool job to be able to do something you enjoy and uh, make money. Matt Matt Pashby is actually one of our painters. So yep. So check us out flgpaintstudio.com if that's something that you're interested in. <clears throat> so uh, we wanted to take some time to. Um, Remember our, our dear friend, Jeff Robinson, who uh, died very suddenly on Saturday morning of a, a blood clot. Um, it's kind of hard to even, you know, talk about it because it's still so recent, but um, it would have been weird, you know, like we, we needed to, to, you know, say our goodbyes and share some, yeah. some good memories. And uh, first of all, to everybody that's taken the time to, to, to email us or to call or to, you know, hit us up on Facebook or, or leave a comment on the um, unofficial eulogy that we put on, on Frontline for Jeff. It really, it was really touching. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that we always talk about. This community is like so amazing because it doesn't matter what's happening in your life or whatever. You hear bad news like this. You guys always reach out, like whether somebody's army got stolen or whatever. And it means a lot. It does. And, uh, you know, Jeff, it's, it's, it's easy to forget that he's like a larger than life guy, you know, because to us, he was just, he was just our Jeff, you know, he was our friend. And uh, seeing the outpouring of love and support for him has been, it really kind of brings it back and reminds you that he was like a larger than life person. Yeah. I mean, he was like world famous and uh, it's really neat to see how many people were uh, touched by him, even if they never met him and the kind words, uh, the support, it, it's really meaningful. And it, it's a testament to how much he did in the time that he had, you know, he was only 33 years old and he'd already accomplished so much. Um, so thank you sincerely to everybody who's, who's reached out to his family, um, to us. It, it, it helped a lot. The, the last few days have been pretty hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when, when Tasty Taste called me to give me the news on Saturday morning, like, I thought it was like a joke, you know? He's, the guy was like, could bench press a Buick. He was as strong as an ox. He was in great shape. He took really good care of himself. And it was such a shock 
to hear it, um, as we had been saying, I was literally talking to him like hours before he died about just dumb. We were talking about his new list. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that guy definitely loved to talk about lists. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Send you like a text message, like every hour. Like, what do you guys think about this? And then he, he was such a funny guy because he would always ask you for advice and then he'd be like, Nah, I think I'm gonna do yeah, this. Yeah, then you wouldn't take it. Like, Jeff, <laughs> like, why, why'd you even ask? Yeah, why? Uh, and it's just, it, it, it came as such a shock. Yeah. Because he, no one, no one saw this coming. Jeff didn't see it coming. Um, and small mercies, you know, everyone is going to pass at some point in some way. Yeah. Um, Jeff was with friends. They were getting ready to play a big APOC game and getting everything set up. Um, and it seems like it was a painless passing. Yeah. Um, from the way it's been explained to us, he basically went unconscious and didn't wake up. Um, and he had his Barristan there, who's like, you know, everyone knows Barristan. He's the most famous dog in the <laughs> gaming community. Yeah. And two of his best friends were with him. So while it's, it's tragic and it's, it's not fair, um, as a way of passing, I think that's one of the better ways. Yeah, having loved ones nearby and stuff and it being relatively painless. I mean, that's that's good. I think know? that's all we can really hope for. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we wanted to try not to get too weepy-eyed and <laughs> it's hard. I failed. <laughs> but uh, we wanted to try and keep it upbeat um, yeah. because, you know, one of these pictures here, you can you can see we, we had our, our night of you know, crying and, and, and commemorating, um, my sister, Taylor, who was also good friends with Jeff, uh, did something really kind. And she had somebody come over and bring a bunch of, uh, Long Island iced teas because that was Jeff's favorite drink, which he loved to torment me uh. with by forcing me to <laughs> pound them with you guys. And I'd always be under the table and he could drink yeah. like a hundred of them. But uh, it was not planned, but the team kind of came together, everybody that could. Um, you can see in the picture, it's, it's, it's James and Junior, Frankie and I, and there's other people there too. And uh, we had a chance to really let it all out. And um, Pablo was there too, and uh, share our, our memories and, and the things we wish we could have said and how much we cared about him. So I wanted to say thanks, Taylor. Like we, yeah. it came out of nowhere and that was really kind of you. And it helped us a lot. And um, if you're out there and you're struggling with it, if, if you as a friend, you know, maybe do something similar. Yeah, definitely. And like surround yourself with people that you love and people that uh, care about you because it helps out a lot just to be around people like that. And uh, like Reese was talking about, like all the love that we've been getting from like Facebook messages, emails, text messages, like it's incredible. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, it means a lot. And so we wanted to share some some kind of like fun stories as, as much as, as best we can. Um, it's funny the way that we we met Jeff. He uh, um, I can't remember who it was, and I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, Jeff was getting back into 40k after being super focused on StarCraft, where he was phenomenally successful and had a massive impact on helping make esports what it is. He was a big part of that, and uh, 40k was like as he as he always said, 40k was his golf. Um, that was his passion, right? The thing he did for fun. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm getting back into it, but I'm not much of a painter. Uh, and then somebody on his Twitter feed was like, hey, the guys at Frontline live near you. You, you should check them out. 
um, and see if they'll paint your uh, your models. And he's like, cool. So he he hits us up and he's like, hey, and he's like, I, my name's Jeff, and you know I want to get uh, my yellow my yellow Tyranids painted to look like bumblebees. And I was like, that's weird. And uh, he was like, you know what? He's like, I'll tweet out about your service if you guys give me a price break. And I was like, okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't even, I don't even like. No, I, I didn't even know what I knew what Twitter was, but I, you know what I mean. I Did wasn't. You know? I wasn't a tweeter. <laughs> you were a tweeter. So, so I was like, I, I was trying to be polite. I was like, all right, well, yeah, you know, come on in and we'll talk about it. So in comes this dude who's like Godzilla, like, and I was like, this is a the video game guy. Like the dude looks like he. Can, yeah. <laughs> like he could like bend a, 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 a squish a car with his hands. And he walks in and he goes, yeah, I'm looking for Reese. And I'm like, oh, that's me. And he goes, huh. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you know what I expected? And I'm like, what did you expect? And he's like, From listening to you on the podcast, I thought you'd be like a, a fat smoker. I'm like, cool, man. I was like, that's how I met Jeff. And I was like, oh, so you're the Twitter guy. Because <laughs> uh, I, I had no clue who he was or anything. And yeah he's like yeah he's like you know would you, is that something you open-minded to and i'm like you're gonna tweet about it so i was like whoa that sounds really cool yeah and then he showed nice. me his twitter thing and he's at like eighty thousand followers and i was like what <laughs> like all right well let's let's talk and, and and through that the kind of funny uh interaction which is a pretty good example of our friendship um uh, that that's how we we got to know him and uh he started coming around all the time because we had a ton and a lot in common. We liked to do all, all, all the same stuff and we had really similar personalities. And uh, he very quickly became one of our, our best friends. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it's weird too, cause we would just hang out in our tiny crappy little store in, <laughs> in uh, Northern California. And, and he would drive, you know, 45 minutes out from Emeryville to come and just kick it and play games. And yeah. And it was weird because we'd go out with him and people would be like, oh, like freaking out. And we would just like laugh at him. Like, oh, Jeff, can you sign my chest? And, you know, it, it would never seem real how famous he was to us because he was just our buddy. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the beautiful things about it is Jeff really loved this community and loved us and all the people that hung out with us because he was just one of the guys. Yeah. And that was it. Like. So. It was never, I don't know, it, it, maybe that's one of the reasons why we were all such good friends is like neither Frankie nor I followed StarCraft or um, really understood how much he had accomplished yeah. in his career to, to bring competitive gaming to the forefront of, um, of where it is now. It's like now it's a serious, it's a big deal. And he didn't do it on his own, of course, but he was a big part of that. Yeah, we used to call him the most mediocre StarCraft player. And, uh, and he loved it. He, I don't think he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, guys, it's actually really not funny. And we're like, it's funny to that us. makes it funny. Yeah. The more it bothers yeah. you, the more it's we, funny. We enjoy it. And, and he had such a massive impact on the game. Yeah. And he helped us. Uh, he was a huge part in helping us do everything that we have done with competitive 40K. Not that it's even close to the accomplishments of esports, but we were hanging out and we were like, hey, we have this vision to try and make competitive tabletop gaming something bigger and better because it's that's how we all became friends. That's what brought us all together was our love of, of getting in the car with the boys, going to an event, trying your best to, to compete and, and do well 
but mostly it's the camaraderie of, of sharing something that you love with your friends. And like we've said a million times, being a part of the bigger community, a lot of people get hyper-focused on who's winning and who's the best, what's the best list, but that's not, that that's a part of what it is, but it's really not the main thing. The main thing is yeah. the camaraderie and the friendship and doing something that you love with your friends. Yeah, and that's the key. Like, and we've talked about it a million times is meeting these people from all different walks of life, different places in the world. Like, man, we knew Jeff, but we never would have met him if it wasn't for 40K. No. And it's uh, like a, a, a best friend, like a lifelong friend. And it's difficult because, you know, we think about all the things like the milestones in life that we would have been there for each other for. Like he would have been in our weddings. You know what I mean? Like he... When, when kids are born and stuff like that's where we would have all done that together you know like we would have been old men playing 40k together you know like my my dad and his best friends go on a golf trip uh at least once a year and they're like you know older gentlemen so that was what we had to look forward to and it's it's really really hard to think that that's not going to happen now um but you know it, it is what it is and his impact on what we've been trying to build here is, was massive. You know, he, we didn't even really know what to do. We just knew we wanted to do it, but we didn't even really know where to start or, or how to, to put a shape to it. And Jeff really helped with that. Oh, big time, yeah. I mean, he would fly down here like almost every other weekend when we first got started. Helped us set up our stream, helped us get into, uh, or meet up with Jesse from Twitch. Like, helped out a ton, like, uh, a lot of connections and just a lot of drive and like him tweeting he tweeted all of our stuff like all the time it helped out god always the tweets man got a tweet but um he really helped give the guidance that we needed to try and push everything forward and again i, I i'm not trying to make it sound like this is that's it's an accomplishment solely by frontline gaming because it's not obviously not the no, case of course not but we, you know we've kind of helped spearhead it and the guidance and knowledge and experience that Jeff had uh, was invaluable. Um, he, like you said, he put us in touch with, first of all, he was like, you guys need to start streaming. And then he helped get the guidance to put it all together. Cause we didn't even know where to begin. I didn't even no. like, I, I don't even know how to barely work a camera for crying out loud. Uh, and he, he really took the time to come and help. And he was so generous uh, in that way. Like anything he could do to help a friend uh, to help us, he would always take the time to do it. He was very selfless yeah. um, with his time. And you know, all he wanted in exchange was to just see his friends win and succeed and and uh, to get us to you know, play games with him. Yeah, and that was like one of his favorite things was watching his friends compete. Like, <laughs> God, he would drive to our store, Martinez, just to watch Reese and I play a game. Yeah, he not even... He would us to play a game. And that was like his favorite thing was just to watch people play, get better, yeah. watch you guys butt heads. Like, <laughs> he just loved it. And he would do that at tournaments. Every time he finished his game, he would go check on everybody else and yeah. see how the games are going. He had a, a relentless drive to get better. Like I've never met a person that was so driven to succeed. Uh, it was like he was like a machine. Yeah. You know, he could play 100 games in a row and – not get tired, keep the intensity, keep the focus to try and get better because he was the most competitive person I've ever met. And he lived to try to be the best he could possibly be at all the things that he loved, whether it was StarCraft, 
uh, 40K, anything like that. Like it was insane because yeah. when he first came around all those years ago, like Frankie and I would just smack him up and down the table. Like <laughs> it was a joke, you know, we would just smash his face and he never got discouraged. He no, never got upset. He was just learned from it. And before you knew it, he was kicking our asses. Oh yeah. I think over the last couple of years, like I think maybe we got in like maybe a win a year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he got so good that we were like, oh man, he just like crushed us. We're like, ah, oh, what happened, Jeff? We used to we used to show you how to play this game. <laughs> yeah. He got really good. Um I noticed. But yeah, he, he was like such a fierce competitor. He would compete at everything. Like everything. He'd compete at Scrabble on the phone, chess on the phone. Like we went out to Taco Tuesday and he competed with me <laughs> to eat tacos. I'm probably half Jeff's size. <laughs> and finally we got to a point where Jeff just looks at me. He's like, all right, how many do you think you can eat? And I was like, maybe I'll get 25. He's like, all right, I'll take eight more, which took him up to like 30. And he's he ate them all, and I was just like, I give up. Like, I'm not even going to compete, but that was just the way Jeff was. He like always wanted to compete and have fun with yeah. his friends. So, And it, it's one of the things that I, I've always admired the most about uh, Jeff uh, as, as on, on a personal level is how like fearlessly he waved the nerd flag. Like, I, 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 Jeff and I are pretty close to the same age, and we grew up in a, in a time – it's thankfully it's not like this anymore when being a nerd was kind of like not cool and it wasn't something that you really broadcast to the world you know kids got stuffed in their freaking lockers for playing D&D you know like and that was not very long ago and Jeff like not only did he proudly pursue the things that he loved without giving a rat's ass what anybody else thought about it he went even further it wasn't just being proud of being a nerd it was like He's like, no, you're dumb because you don't like it. This is so cool. Like, how can you not like this? Like, he went further down. Like, he put himself out there to such a degree that it made it cool. Like, he validated it. Yeah. Because he is like a big, buff, cool dude. He played football and he was like a power lifter and not really what you would think of. And it was not only like, was it, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is kind of something I do, but let's talk about football, which he was a massive Seattle Seahawks fan. But he was like, yeah, man, I absolutely love this. This is so cool. And let me tell you why it's so cool. Because yeah. I asked him, I was like, bro, why, why do you like StarCraft so much? And he like blew my hair back. He's like, it's the Moby Dick what, of hey? gaming. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he made me think it was the coolest thing ever. And he had yeah. a gift for that, you know, like, and he brought that to 40K too. And just having him involved in the competitive scene validated it to a certain degree. You know, like he just absolutely did the the things that he loved oh, yeah. and, he, and he did them to the to the farthest degree that he could he made it his life to, to be a gamer and to be a competitive gamer and 10 years ago you would have been laughed at for that and now it's like totally fine you yep. know and, and people like him had a big uh they're a big part of the reason why it's socially acceptable and cool to be a nerd now yeah um, a huge impact and he was so humble too like uh you would talk to anybody like people walk up and talk to him and he loved talking 40k oh my gosh yeah. that guy could talk about 40k for Ever. Uh, probably an entire day like easily yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he loved it when people would come up and talk to him and even fans like reese and i i know we laughed at we were like jeff what people are si you're signing people's autographs like what is this and uh that was just him like he loved it he loved being with those people talking to them just 
just making him feel like they were part of like his friend, like like just a part of him. Like, and it was cool. That was that was definitely Jeff. So yeah, he he would make friends with anybody. He never had that like oh he never tried to big league anybody. No. Like you're not on my level, bro. And that was one of the reasons why it's always like so easy to forget how freaking famous he actually was. Yeah. Like he was literally world famous. Yep. You know, and to have done all that by his age, it's it's nuts. I mean, he was a driven and successful guy. And while it's so unfair to that he didn't get more time, he really, really packed a lot of life and experience into the years that he got. Like more than most people would do in twice that much time. It's like we were joking. We were joking earlier and I was like, if half as many people give a shit about me when I die, I will have felt that I was extremely successful. Pardon my, my French there, but, um, you know, he, he had a big life and, you know, he's going to be missed by so many people. Yeah. And more than anything else, uh, you know, cause we could go on for hours, you know, cause there's, there's, there's so much to say and it's difficult to keep going. Um, but he was our friend. Like he was one of our best friends in the whole world. And you and he and Frankie were like best friends. Like you guys, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for Jeff obviously because he's not here, but like you guys had an especially close bond and I know this has been really tough, but I don't have anything else to say. Love you, uh, love you, bro. And I hope I see you again. Yeah. So we want to put something together for the family, um, for all of you guys out there. If you guys want to set in, send in like your favorite Jeff story and like a picture. Um, we're gonna to put together like a book and a collage. Send it off to his family. Um, any pictures, uh, good memories. There's a lot. He was a funny ass dude, and he made a lot of people laugh. Um, we're. I know a lot of people have been asking about the memorial. Uh, we're not in charge of that. We're, we're, we're the, the funerals with the family, um, and and that's the way it should be. But uh, we're working on putting a memorial together, um, and we'll let people know about that. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that are want want to do something. Uh, to remember him yeah and we'll, so, we'll either make a video of it or uh stream it or something like that just so everybody can kind of be a part of it um he had a uh there was a socal bulldog rescue i know a lot of people have been asking about some maybe they can donate money to a charity that was his charity jeff was a massive animal lover um like massive animal lover he had like a million pets and if, if that's something you feel compelled to do you can do it there um, and in response to overwhelming feedback on the topic, um, the BAO was always Jeff's favorite event. And for a person whose life w was competing in gaming events, um, we felt like it was appropriate to have the belt of Russ, which every year we take the person who won it and we put their, their name on it. Uh, we're going to memorialize it and, uh, we're going to put Jeff's name on it forever. And, um, We'll have a new trophy. Um, we're still work throwing around some names, but we're thinking about the in-control cup. Uh, so the belt of Russ will forever be Jeff's. 
the BAO, like I said, he all, every year he was like, this is my favorite event, this is my favorite event, I can't wait to go. And we're really thankful that this year he won it, yeah. which is, uh, it's very apropos. Um, and he, he beat Jim Vessel, who's number one in the world right now, to do it. And that's exactly the way Jeff would want it. He would have wanted to earn it by playing the best, doing his best. And um, I'm really glad that that's the way it worked out this year because um, – Yeah, it was like such a big honor to him to win it. And he played Jim Vessel, who's number one in the ITC. So uh, it wasn't like it was an easy road, but great competitors the entire time. But uh, he was able to beat the best of them and uh, win the belt of Russ. So like we said, we'll memorialize it, we'll put his name on it, and it'll hang in our shop forever. So. Yeah, and you know he, he came so close so many times, and this this year he, he got that W, and he was so stoked. Yeah. So uh, thank you to everybody who put that uh, that idea in our heads because uh, it was a good one, and we were thinking of something similar. Um, so yeah, that's it's not much, but it's something we can do. Yep. And uh, uh, whoever wins the first ever in control cup or, or whatever we end up calling it, that'd be pretty pretty cool. Definitely. So anyway, uh, we pro we promised ourselves we wouldn't cry, and we also said we didn't want to start rambling and babbling, which I feel like we're starting to do. So um, if anybody uh, has any questions or, or anything in the chat before we wrap it up, uh, we'd be happy to. Yeah, we'll take a couple of those. And then like we said, please write in with your favorite Jeff story or uh, a picture with you and Jeff because um, we would love to make that for his family. So Yeah, something that um, – Shows how loved he was and how much people really respected him. So. Yeah. And then uh, to all the, the outpouring of uh, love and support in the chat, we really appreciate it. Um, it, mean, it really does help. It means a lot. So uh, thank you. Yeah, and Jesse, talk to you soon, bro. Um, thank you for taking on some of the burden of organizing and, and getting everything put, to, put together. Um, it's tough to do that when you're distracted, but... Tasty taste, love you too, bro. I'm sorry you had to be the one that called me, man. That was, I'm sure, not easy. Because um, I had to be the one to call other people, and it, it was not easy. Um, but uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Everyone's just being super nice and kind in the chat, and we really appreciate that. But uh, if you're struggling out there, if, if this is weighing heavily on your, on your soul, um, just know that you've got people to talk to, and that um, in time... Uh, this will get a little easier to yeah. bear. But thanks, thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the love. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys all soon.